Welcome to the Dogcast for Greyhound Racing SA. Visit grsa.com.au. Welcome to the latest edition of the Dogcast, uh, brought to you by Greyhound Racing SA. Uh, I'm your host, Bretton Yates, and as always, joined by the one, the only, Greyhound Racing SA's racing manager, uh, Sean Matheson. And uh, Matho... Mate, we're just on the back end of Easter. How did you go over the uh, the little holiday period? Yeah, no, it's always good to get a few days off, Yatesy, around that time. But as we know, in greyhound racing, we always continue to keep racing. And we had some wonderful racing during that period, which mm. we'll talk about on the show. But yeah, really nice time to be with family. Yourself, how was your Easter? Oh, that was good. Yeah, relaxing. Uh, got a bit done. What's your go-to hot cross bun? Uh, I mean... That they've got that many varieties these <laughs> yes. days. I mean, they've even got ones with no fruit now, so it's just like a piece of dough. I don't know what that's about, but are you, a, are you an apple and cinnamon man? Are you oh. a bit of a choc chip? Are you a fruit? What What's your go-to? I think anyone who knows my eating habits every Thursday night upstairs in Chase's <laughs> restaurant is very much the same thing all the time. So very basic. Basically, you're the hot standard, cr- standard yeah, okay. hot cross that you buy in the, yeah, yeah. In the supermarket. Very much like those. And I don't br- branch out too far, yeah. but... You obviously like a few. Oh, I'm happy variety. to mix it up. Yeah, yep. I, I had a raspberry and choc chip, <laughs> white choc chip, which was pretty good. Wow. Mate, it's been a big week. We've got plenty going on. We've got the yeah. gather round in the footy that's just been. We've yep. got live golf. So Adelaide's just flying Amazing. at the moment, isn't it? Well, it's it's it used to be Mad March, but yeah. now is it Mad April? I don't yeah. know what the terminology is. <laughs> Something that starts with A in yeah, April. I don't yeah, know. It's going extraordinarily well. And uh, I did note on the Thursday night before Gather Round as well, we had, uh, you know, some. We got into the footy atmosphere yep. too. There was a. Tell us about the, the night there and sort of what happened in the background. Yeah, no, I mean, we obviously want to try and dovetail onto the back of Gather Round. There's a lot of people in South Australia and in Adelaide at the time. So we obviously set up the venue, a bit of a footy f- f- uh, flavour, had the, the game on the big screen, um, raffles, Guernsey giveaway. So anyone on course yeah. who, who wasn't at the footy um, could actually get involved in, in the footy as well as be at Angle Park. Obviously with the Crows and Carlton playing on that night, um, it made it a bit hard to attract a lot of people, but in the next few years, if the if the yeah. Thursday night's a different game, then obviously it'll get bigger and bigger at Angle Park as well. Yeah, terrific stuff. Well, we've got plenty to look forward to. Uh, we've got a big night coming up here Thursday night at Angle Park. We've got the uh, heats of the Anniversary Cup and uh, also the Distance Championship. Yeah. Two heats there and Excellent. Uh, three heats of the Anniversary Cup. Also, uh, we chatted about Easter. Easter Thursday was big. We had the uh, Easter Match Star Race Series and uh, also the, the Easter Cup. So we'll look back on all that as well. The Week in Review. Our Week in Review brought to you by uh, the Fresh Pet Food Co. They are proud suppliers of uh, fresh pet food for our Gap SA Greyhounds in the uh, Gap Prison Programs. And they are based right here in SA. Uh, you can visit their website, of course. It's uh, freshpetfoodco.com.au uh, for more information. Matho, Easter Thursday. Um, really good night. What yeah. a night's racing it turned out to be. We had the, the Easter Match Race Series where some terrific vision too. You know, we, we've seen it over the last few years, but yeah. um, those greyhounds in the boxes, sort of how they bob and uh, how they don't some of them and how they begin, it was, it was really good to, to watch. And, and some really tight competitive match races as well. I mean, the overall winner ended up being comfortable, uh, yeah. which we'll get to in a minute, but... Just the, the one-on-one aspect, that there wasn't huge margins really uh, for, for the entire four races. Well, obviously, the the E-Star match race series that we do was all for the, the local greyhounds um, and performances over the, a number of months leading up to that. So they're all tightly matched. 
Um, and as I said, it's it's an opportunity for the locals to really get involved. We do the State of Origin or All-Stars Match Race Series prior to the Adelaide Cup where the, the big interstate dogs come across and match up against the locals. And it can be a little bit hard for the locals to, to win any of those. Yep. So it's a really good series for those local trainers and something they don't experience very often to go head-to-head against a, another dog. But as you mentioned, all four of the matches were really tightly contested. There was no real big... There, there was a big margin in the first one, yeah. but it was still a very, very interesting match race. Yeah. And then the other three were, were tight as. Could have yeah. gone either way. How do you want to do this? Go through each each match well, race we can or touch, the overall? Or? We can, well, can touch on each one, yeah. I suppose. I mean, just with the first match race, could be King match up against Molly Irish. Yeah. I think Yatesy, when Molly Irish began so yeah. well, yeah. I was thinking, gee, she's going to open up a big gap here, but could be King close that gap really fast? And then into the back straight, it was sort of like yeah. you know, Molly Irish was a bit of a sitting duck for, for could be King who raced past and then raced away. Is that how you saw that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What surprised me about that particular match race was the speed to which he cut that margin. I mean, yeah. he was there to the back. I didn't expect that. Uh, I expect him to take longer to wind up. But then he was on terms by the 700 boxes and then away and gone, like you said, and yeah. uh, put up sort of the biggest margin. Ended up putting up the winning time, by the way, as well for, for Ben Rawlings. It was a, a really nice win. Yeah, 30-45. Yep. I thought they might have gone a bit quicker as the series went on, but that was a solid time, 30-45, and that, the rest of them all had to chase. But as you mentioned, it was it was considered the quick enough time. Well, well, I'll tell you the other thing about that night. It was very windy. So there there was a lot of wind gusts that were coming up in between and just before races. And I really feel like that could have affected times that came after because not that I don't think they could have beaten the King, but that said, maybe some of the times could have been a little bit closer because I felt like there was some real heavy wind before a couple of those match races. I mean, we know that, um, you know, it's weather dependent. Like you could, you know, in the space of 20 minutes, you can yeah. have a heavy shower and then it could be dry. Um, so that's ultimately why we run a lot of heats, one after another. They always run one after another. So there's no big disparity by someone racing in race one and yeah. racing in race 10 if you're in a heat. Mm. Um, and in the match races, they're only nine minutes apart. But that night in particular, as you mentioned, the conditions yep. changed a bit. And so later in the series, it was a fair bit of wind around that could have affected some of the time, but I don't think they would have got to 30-45. No, it was a good win. He took out the overall series. The next match race was Miss Scallywag yeah. and Victor Speed. This was the slowest of them. They actually yep. ended up 7th and 8th uh, in the, yep. the match race series, but the actual battle itself was was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, Miss Scallywag was really short, and once she led, I thought, well, that's it. But Victor Speed ranged up in the back straight, headed Miss Scallywag. They were neck and neck, but was yep. in front. Yep. And then Miss Scallywag, who has that really good you know, 595 middle distance strength about her. And she was able to just pull away in the home straight, but a really good matchup, I thought. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it was a great battle and it sort of took us into the next one, which I found was good from the box cam vision perspective because yep. we saw Springvale Max Bob a bit early. He actually sort of looked like he nearly hit his head on the, on the yep. boxes before they opened. And then he was able to rebalance and go again. But this particular match race between... Springvale Max and Ravers Army, uh, there was just nothing was spared, was it? Like they were hitting each other the whole yeah. way. No, tight, tight as. I mean, Springvale Max, um, 
We know what a good dog he is when he's drawn inside, and he was able to push up and keep Raver's Army out, um, who, again, has that really good middle-distance strength, yeah. but could not cross Springvale Max at all. And as you mentioned, head-and-head head and really tight racing. Um, and it was only the, the latter part of the home straight that Raver's Army just drew away from Max to, to get a really, a really good win for Tim Aloisi. But a really exciting match race. And as you mentioned about the vision, I think it's it's... It doesn't happen anywhere else in Australia, the vision. Yeah. And so, I mean, it, it gives an insight as to why some dogs miss yeah. the start and some and some don't. And some, you know, are very calm in there and some are, are, are overexcited. And it really gives a good indication as to why a dog might miss it and or might begin really well. So it came down to the last match race, Springvale yeah. Roxy and Queen of Scotch. And this was maybe one where we thought it, it could have happened. And I actually made a mistake in this, in this match race, Matho. Yes. So when I said it was windy... Yep. It was actually raining as well. And I get where, where I call from is a glass window and you can't really have it open when it's raining because the rain pours in. So I've had it shut. So when they've gone to the back section, yep. I've looked at the board and I'm looking through droplets of rain and I thought it was a 1760 Ford back section. Uh, I'm thinking... They're okay. riding it here with that. Well, yeah. 1764 could be King's going to be stronger home, but Roxy's going to be right there with a sort of three-length buffer. Yep. I thought this is right on the money. It wasn't until after the race that it was actually the same back section that could be King out. It was a 1784. Yep. So I, I got the eight and the six mixed up. So I got a bit overexcited at, at that stage of the uh, particular match race series. But um, take us through this one. Uh, sort of panned out, I guess, as we thought in the early stages. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Springvale Roxy, she began really well, and Queen of Scotch began really well. Likes to use a fair bit of the track, and that's sort of how they raced into the back straight. Queen of Scotch, again, she sort of ranged up to to um, to Roxy down the back straight, yeah. and um, again, Springvale Roxy, she's been she's been in wonderful form. She was able to draw away over the concluding stages. Queen of Scotch, I thought, was still a pretty good run yeah. and they both ended up running um spring Row roxy running second and queen of scotch running third so they took the two placings behind queen of scotch in the final match race which is unusual that a dog gets beaten and still runs a yeah. place yeah. in in the match race series but they were two of the faster qualifiers in the series so they put up really good performances um Roxy went 30-64, which is still a really good time. Um, but, yeah, obviously wasn't good enough to, to get the win, but a really a really good matchup. Yeah, terrific stuff. So could be King taking out the uh, the match race. And uh, do you know anyone that tipped the first four at all, Matho, in, in that? Mm, could, be, <laughs> could be about 30 centimetres away from uh, me. But you've been in red-hot form with your, well, your first fours, Yatesy. What's I've, that, Mount Gambier Cup? Uh, that, what would that pay in the end? It was 800 or something, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was about 800. And, and the match race was, was 700? about the same. So, yeah, no, anyone following your tips on the <laughs> dog cast, let's not talk about best bets because we only know one person's <laughs> doing good with the best bets. But um, absolutely, the the first four, which is the multis, the way people bet now, um, responsibly is uh that's where the big dollars are yatesy so hopefully you know what they're all following you yeah well uh let's see how we go um <laughs> we we got to sort of strike while the iron's hot now what about the easter cup so this was a the other feature on the night it was over the 595 meters and yeah. it was a it was a terrific tussle and, and i thought the third dog ran well too tomato tears so it was taken out by victor reed beating fantastic luna yeah absolutely i mean victor reed's been a really good dog over the middle distance and the sprint course obviously Gawler Cup winner so he's got plenty of strength so um, a really good win for Victor Reid 34-59 surprisingly led I think I don't think we sort of read it that way that that he'd be the leader, but he but he did. Fantastic Luna was a really good run. Only got run down, you know, just ahead. Um, 
top have it. Tomato Tears, in really good form for yep. Tamika Dunn, going excellent and ran third. But they all sort of held their positions for pretty much through the race. Yep. Um, and I suppose with the likes of Victor Reed and Fantastic Luna up the front, it was always going to be hard for a, a Yarramundi Paul, who um, Yates here I see checked, checked, 8-7, yeah. always finds trouble in, yep. in, in particularly feature races, tends to find a bit of trouble, really unlucky. And so that was really hard for those dogs to make ground towards the end of the of the event. But um, yeah, a really good addition of the race, and and full credit to the winner. You know, let up and, and yeah. won. And I think the box draw helped too, really. Like the first two, where they want to be, and yeah. and Victor Reed used that space that loves to have, and was able to sort of race as he liked. And yeah, Tomato Tears, who's actually in the uh, the distance heats on yeah, Thursday, was up. A, was a pretty good run. Um, yeah, terrific stuff. So that was the uh, the Easter Thursday night. Some great action. Uh, just looking back over the the previous couple of weeks as well, Matho, we've got some other uh, sort of info to to check through. Yep. What about the future stars at Gawler? An amazing race here for Tim Richards. Yeah. Well, that was on the Sunday of Easter. Yep. So um, that was uh, Gawler. They get a nice crowd there on Easter Sunday. So they really make a big thing of it. And the Future Stars was is one of the feature race on that night. And Tim Richards, he dominated, didn't he, yeah. this race? Yeah. Um, time after time, um, defeating O'Louise and Kuron Cam, he took the top three spots, Tim did. Yeah. Um, and his team's, well, I think we mentioned it, his team is going exceptionally well at the moment. But these all these three greyhounds are really progressive types, and I could see in the next three to six months them getting to open company and, and being big players at Angle Park on a Thursday night on a consistent basis. SA Bread, good performance, but nothing away from time after time, was able to lead 30-92 um, and get the win, but a gr- terrific training performance. by So team. some of these greyhounds can be hard to get past, like the, the way they race, and time after time is one of them. It's like... If you picture the Formula One racing, right, you know, when you're yep. going into the corner and you sort of just give them a little sneak look and then you you sort of cut back down on them, it's, it's sort of how it raced in that particular yep. event. It, it got pushed out early and um, the two-dog sort of ran up a touch in the just after box rise. But then it got to the rail, down the back, sort of left a little gap there for, was it O'Louise trying to come through? It might have been Curon Cam. Curon Cam trying to come through. One of the two. Yep. And then back down on the home turn, similar thing, out and back down. Um, they can be really tricky uh, dogs to get past. So um, the other thing with the Richards kennel is they're a kennel you can follow when the money's on. And often there's some heavily back runners yeah. and very rarely do they uh, not produce. So yeah. I think that's another important element for, for punters to be aware of that you can follow with a bit of confidence when the, the money's on. Um, now, what about other greyhounds who are racing into state, Matho? We, we had the final of the launching pad. It saw yep. uh, Victor Albi, who drew pretty awkwardly after having a really nice series, uh, drew six in the final. Yeah, and um, such a hot final, Group 2 level, 150,000 of the winner. Terrific effort to make the final for Victor Alby. But, yeah, um, it was a bit of a messy race, though, as well. Yeah. So he didn't have a lot of luck. And then turning for home, there's a chance he could run top three here, but it just it was just a messy race. And he wasn't that far away from, from the eventual winner. A, a good performance, but at that level, when you draw wide... It's always going to be hard for him to get in the race unless he's absolutely electric out of the boxes, and he's and he's not. Mm. Um, but he worked home really well, and and I think the trip away has has done him really good. What about our uh, local star Victor Damien? So has had a uh, couple of runs, I think, since we last chatted in the final of the Easter Egg, and yep. then went around Friday night in Perth and uh, didn't have the best of luck there either. Yeah, well, so this yeah this, the semi-finals of the Easter Egg got run out there and was injured. 
um, and allowed Tony to have two weeks into the um, WA, the Sang- WA yeah. slot race, the Sangroper. Um, drew two in the box draw, which I think was a great box for him. Um, there was good money for him as well. I think he started favourite in the race alongside Wow, She's Fast. Why did you think that was a good draw for him? I just think, I mean, if we revert back to his uh, Australian Cup heat win, yep. he drew one and he and he was able to, to punch up. And on that first turn, he was able to just manoeuvre himself about one off yep. into the back straight, give himself some clear room, get to about fourth, come wide and come with a sweeping run and go straight past him. That was in that was at the Meadows. So I think out of box two, the one dog, he was going to beat the one dog out. And so he was going to almost be in the similar position. His issue came trying to get around the first corner yeah. where he almost went straight instead of going around the corner. So he end, he landed about fourth early. Um, the WA dog, Cumbermelli, I think, it led up, yeah. um, which everyone thought that he would do. So I think he was in a good position. But on that first corner, he never really took it. And he sort of, he went from being inside dogs to being outside dogs. Yeah. And then into the back straight, he showed um, some good speed to get around a couple of dogs. It's really hard there. It's an elite field. Um, I didn't think his run was too bad. It ran about fifth in the race. Um, so it was an okay run, but that first turn just um, didn't help him. He really didn't take the bend, but that's why I thought box two was good for him. And it was panning out okay. But that's what happened. I mean, the top three in the race were all WA-performed dogs. So they had the experience on the track. It's a big ask for the interstate dogs, even though they've had a trial there. But, I mean, I mean, I didn't think his run was too bad. What did you think of it? Uh, I thought it got cluttered away in the early part. I thought that was the, the big problem. Yeah. Um, and, look, I, I agree. You can't uh, say it was terrible. I mean, it was an unlucky run. So yeah. that's sort of a couple back-to-back now. What, what's the go now with him? Do you know where Tony and Lisa are thinking to, to move him next? Yeah, I don't think you'll see him back in South Australia, not for probably the Nationals, probably, but in August. Um, but I think they'll take him on a bit of a, a national tour. I think yeah. that there's plenty of derbies for this dog to... to he's only just two, two years, two months old. Plenty of really good restricted age races for him on a national level. So um, it might be a, a derby in Queensland or somewhere like that that I might be heading towards, I would have thought. But, I mean, he'll be on the national stage. Make no mistake, he's a group one dog, Yatesy. Yeah. So um, I think for the SA fans of him to see him in the flesh, I think maybe August is when we'll see him, which will be great for the nationals. But I think you'll see him on Sky Vision regularly. What about um, one we probably missed uh, on our last show, Bobby Axelrod, yeah. who uh, made his way through to the final of the, the Ballarat Cup for Jason Dolan and co. Um, didn't have a lot of luck, I guess, in the final. Actually jumped pretty well and was yep. right there for a few strides and, and then got shunted back. And, uh, gee, what about the winner as well? Kelsey Bale, oh, well, extraordinary win. Yeah, he's one of, one of I think, one of our favourite dogs on an, on a interstate level, right? Yeah. Not a local dog, but yeah. Kelsey Bale. We saw Kelsey Bale, just to talk on Kelsey for a minute. She she went through the Gawler Cup series. She won, ran one of the most extraordinary heat wins we've ever seen yeah. in winning her heat. No luck in the final. She's taken that next step. And in that Ballar- Ballarat Cup final where Bobby Axelrod ran a really credible sixth in that race, she came from last yeah. in that race and blew past them all in the front <laughs> straight. And it was just an electric win. Um, full credit to to the connections of Bobby Axelrod, Jason Dolan and Dylan Robinson, who've sent her across sent him across to Jess Hopkins and doing a great job there. Not only made the Ballarat Cup final, but uh, um, 
on Friday ran second in the heat of the Geelong Cup. Um, I'm not sure if it's involved in the... They do a, like a one-on-one match race outside of the Geelong Cup final. Okay. Not sure if it's in that because it ran second as one of the faster qualifiers, but I don't think the rating's high enough. Um, but it might be in another race on the night. But also on that, anyone who watched those Geelong Cup heats who would have seen Kelsey Bale again yeah. be absolutely electric um, in, in that series. So she's one of our favourites. Um, but yeah, Bobby Axelrod, really good, going really well. And I, I think he'll be on the Country Cups circuit in Victoria for a while. And yep. I could easily see him picking one up. Well, terrific stuff. Uh, that's a really good review. A, a bit to get our teeth yes. into, Matho. And uh, now it's time to try and find a few winners as we flick over to our preview. <laughs> The preview. Time now for our uh, preview, brought to you by SA Greyhound Tips Twitter feed. Uh, free tips for SA Metro meetings. Search at the Dogs SA uh, and get on board. As always, of course, gamble responsibly. Uh, Matho, time to have a look at Thursday night. We've got a uh, big yep. night, haven't we? We've got a couple of heats of the uh, the Distance Championship, SA Distance Championship, and also uh, managed to cobble together three very nice heats of the uh, the Anniversary yeah. Cup as well. No, really wrapped with what we've got on Thursday night. Always a good night of racing. The SA Distance Championship and the Anniversary Cup run at the same time, leading into into two to Terrific finals the following week. But the yep. heats are always a good night this Thursday. Um, really happy with two heats of the distance, yes. which we'll talk about. we got 14 nominations. And, you know, there's no fantastic Radley there or a, or a Bex Minnelli that we've seen sort of dominate the, the staying scene over the last six to 12 months. Uh, but um, it's a really even set of fields. So, I mean, it's a great opportunity for, a, I think, a stayer to stamp themselves as the yeah. next dog in SA. I think that's the key, Matho. I think this is the chance for someone to stand up. And yeah. uh, I think they might too, I, I, with a couple of these heats. So why don't we jump into the, the first yep. of them? What, what are you initially looking at here? Well, I mean, I'm looking at... Um, well, I'm I'm hoping for Vadim Ross's sake that Yaramundi Paul can can get the 7.30 because... Um, What's your gut feel? Uh, I... I just hope it gets clear running. Yep. For, that's my first gut feel. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, some dogs um, are really good over 5.30 and good over 5, like even better over 5.95, but then can't get the 7.30. That brilliance is not there. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it'll be his first start over the 7.30 trip. So uh, we'll know more after, obviously, Thursday night. I, I'm leaning towards I reckon he can get it. I reckon he can run home quite well. Yeah. Um, but, I mean... So I think he's a dog that could take to the next step. My initial thoughts in looking at it was dashing Jinx off the one, um, going really, really well. It has, it sort of has a bit of a flat spot in its races, but if it can use box one um, and st- keep in a forward position, it'd be really hard to beat. But I'm taken by the way the sort of zipping dogs have been going and zipping Senorita for Cam Forshaw. I think's the the hardest to beat. He has got has been going around in staying events. Um, of late a wide draw probably doesn't suit probably get back a little bit but i think it's been showing it's been running home in its races so i think zipping senorita will be the dog to beat um i like dashing jinx off the one yaramundi paul to to hopefully take the next step and san lorenzo's been good not a lot of luck last week uh did win really impressively two runs ago so looking for that dog to bounce back what did you like in that uh look i'm pretty similar in the sense that i i like zipping senorita i mean last two have been really nice i've I've liked um got way too far back i think it was two ago and last run a bit closer 
Both runs really nice home, that last bit. I think the one to beat in this particular uh, heat. Um, I thought San Lorenzo would have to be thereabouts, given uh, it beat home Zipping Patch last run, who I think will be hard to beat in, in yeah. the next heat, and did find trouble at its last start. So I'm happy to overlook that and go on the sort of two previous wins. The other one I've, I had a bit of uh, a circle around to maybe pay a bit of attention to is um, this Windburn Flash yep. uh, from the southeast. It destroyed them to a go yeah. over the distance down there. It's hard to know how to line that up, but what I liked was the mid-race acceleration put a big margin on them and was strong through the line. So yeah. I think there's a bit of a question mark uh, going into that particular heat. Yeah, well, Jason Newman, he, he's got a team up here on Thursday night, and, yep. and obviously he, he travels where he thinks he can win, and he wouldn't be here unless he felt... Winburn Flash was a good chance. We've seen this dog race here, I think, over the middle distance and yep. go quite well. So, um, yeah, he's, he's showing that good staying potential at the mount. So he's definitely a big watch on Thursday. Uh, what about the second heat? So, uh, look, interesting sort of race. We, we've got my mate Snow having his first run yeah. back over the journey since, uh, since January, Australia Day. So that'll be an extraordinary training situation for Tanya Foster to sort of have him up and ready to go because at his best he can sort of run time can't he it's a bit enigmatic I suppose if that's a a, a phrase for him but yeah three months off straight into a heat of a of the SA distance championship um, I'm sure he'll be ready to go um, and hopefully he goes good fresh because Mm. um, he can run sub 43 and probably going to take that to win this heat I would have thought um, because the dog to beat, as you mentioned earlier, eight zipping patch, yep. um, drawn the drawn box eight, but has shown that really, really good form over the last, um, you know, four or five starts, and it's going to be super hard to beat. But my mate Snow, I think you'll know your fate with my mate Snow early. I think yep. if he if he can jump and be up on speed, I think that's where he races best. Once he gets back in the field a little bit, mm. he, he he runs home, but it just probably takes a little bit. So. Where he jumps will determine his form. Um, I did like Springvale Rex um, for Gavin Harris. Back to the 7.30 here out of box two. Nicely drawn for him. I can see him being up on speed and um, he's got that strength as we know. So I think I think this one will be a, a really interesting race. But I thought for me, zipping patch on top, Springvale Rex hard to beat. Um and then I think it's, uh, you know, a, a six-way go for the Miners. <laughs> but, yeah, you'd like to see my mate Snow perform really well. Yeah, what about Machismo? What do you think there? Can he stretch out? Like we spoke Yaramundi Paul in the previous yeah. heat. What do you think? Um, well, he's probably got a – he's gone he, – was it Gawler 6.43? Yeah, it was. And it was a, a good solid run behind Raver's Army over yeah. the 6.43. He's a dog that will need to get to the rail and will run home. But I just, I just don't know over the 7.30. But um, – they're the same litter, yeah, Yaramundi yeah, Paul. Yeah, exactly. and so, that, you know, if one goes in, if Yaramundi Paul goes good in the first heat, have a look at McKizmo yeah. in the second one. No, it's a good point. Uh, look, I've gone zipping patch as well. I think it's the one to beat. I thought Bedrock Will was an interesting runner. Yeah. So off the inside, interesting in the sense that it's had the two runs back. They've both been wins. Yep. Whether it's a half a run short or a run short, stepping up to the longer journey, I'm not sure. But... Um, Look, it had taken so long to win a race and yep. then it's put two together. So it didn't win after 15 runs no. and now it's won two in a row. Can it do three in a row? Not sure. But once they get that bit of confidence sometimes, interesting that it's stretching out to this range. Yeah, so, it's, um, 
Really interesting runner because um, Clint Trengove's taken over the, the training and the ownership of the dog. I mean, Cheryl-Lee Barber had yep. had um, Bedrock Will and, and we know Cheryl-Lee, Fred, yeah. Bedrock Fred, they, they can train staying <laughs> dogs. Um, but gee, he has gone to sort of that next level and Yatesy, 34-43 over six, um, over the 5.95. That's a really yeah. solid time and was strong at the end of that race. So yeah. if he can begin, I think a lot of the time he wasn't beginning, but he did begin well off the one over the 5.95. He can, if he can begin off the 7.30, mm. he can put himself right in the race. Yeah, well, it's it's interesting. I think the pink's the, the one to beat, but there are a couple of little queries in that particular yeah. heat. So looking forward I, to that. I think, Yatesy, the thing with, as you mentioned, someone will step up yep. and, and get into the final and then hopefully make their name going forward. Yep. But it's a real good opportunity for someone to do that. We've had dominance of dogs in past years. Um this year's wide open, I yeah, think. Yeah. Um, so it's a really, really... I think both heats will be really exciting. What about the uh, sprint? So the Anniversary Cup, we move into this. Um, gee, a really strong heat, the the opener, I would have thought. Yeah, well, we had 18 nominations, so three heats of six. And I think it, it warrants that. I think they all deserve their chance to get through. And, and yeah, the first heat, the box draws made this really interesting. So much speed in this one. Yeah. I mean, apart from Basil Brush Rose, which we know out of the one likes box one by the way but we'll we'll walk out yep. um but then you got springvale roxy federal outlaw he's on fire yep. and victor marley all from <laughs> they're gonna do that first turn yeah it's gonna be speed on so it's really a matter of i think who really pushes up and, and can lead there um and then will be really hard to run down i mean I mean, Roxy, she's been impressive through the match race series, and we know she's got feature race performances. Federal Outlook could not have been more impressive uh, three runs ago going 30-41. Yep. Not, not a lot of luck behind Victor Kerr last start. He's on fire. We know how good he is. He's, he ran third in the Million Dollar Chase final when he led that field, um, and he really didn't begin last start, but I expect Tim Richards will have him wound up, and we know he's electric out of the box. Victor Marley, she's drawn where she wants to be. And take nothing away from her last run, 30-54, yeah. that's a pretty solid performance. So I suppose the key to this one is whoever leads possibly wins. Is that the way you're looking? Uh, look, maybe. Uh, I think that first bend is going to be extraordinary. Like the speed. He's on fire. He's obviously got the, the low section that can get there and cross and lead. Yeah. I, I was a bit... I think Springvale Roxy, obviously, to me, is the best in the race. But I, I just don't know if she's going to get crossed early and in a bit of traffic that's a bit of a concern for me i think any of the two four five or seven could could be yeah. the winner um whether it's the one who finds the lead i'm not sure it's probably more the one who stays out of any trouble as well that's closest to the lead is, is maybe the one so i think they're the main four uh you know twist my arm probably two four seven would be yeah would be the order but uh, extraordinary heat to uh, to get us rolling um what about heat two so uh, look, another interesting heat here. Uh, take us through your thoughts here. Queen of Scotch, drawn a bit awkward, but has had big race wins from this draw. Yeah, well, she won the St. Ledger from box two, Yatesy. So, yep. um, again, if she can use her early speed and, and go a little bit wide on the first turn, I mean, she, in the St. Ledger, she was well in front of the whole field. Yep. So it didn't matter. But she can sort of um, create a bit of space for herself with her speed and, and be right up the front. I mean... Victor Darrell, I, I like his box draw out of the one. Razzle uh, Darrell? But, sorry, yep. I was going to say Razzle Darrell, sorry, out of the one. I do like his draw. Um, he's a, a dog who does go really well from the inside. Louise has been, it's a big rising class, I think, for Tim Richards out of the four, but she's going really well. Victor Kurt, 
you got to put him in everything. The way he's racing, he's a big giant killer. And Springvale Matty Yates, he blew in the market last start. Got out mm. to $9. Amazing price. Yeah. Anyone who saw the Mount Gambier Heat run yeah. only a, f- a few runs prior, how this dog started $9 last week. She ran 30-45 in winning, leading. Um, amazing performance. She's drawn again where she wants to be. If she shows that sort of speed, really hard to beat. So... Again, a really interesting race. I was leaning a little bit towards Razzle Darrell, who's got that nice draw, and we'll get some room with Queen of Scotch. But uh, again, I reckon you've got to put a few in here. Yeah, Springvale Maddie for me. Um, I made her a best bet after that Mount Gambier run, and she ran second. And I couldn't believe the price she got out to. It was actually $11 on the tote as well. So she went from like 5 or $6 that night out to a bigger... And I just think with Victor Kurt underneath, she's got the ability to hunt up and around, and I think she's flying at the moment. So I've got her on top to beat Queen of Scotch. I think it's a danger, and I totally agree with Razzle Darrell. Um, I think he's going to get the room and the space that he needs and that opportunity to sort of finish off uh, if he can. Um, and once again, I've lifted out Victor Kurt, but I tend to do that, and he tends to yeah. fix me up. So, well, I mean, you, again, you'll know also going across the line whether Victor Kurt wins or loses by what Kurt does on the finish line. Yeah, he does the hill click. Yeah, little and, star jump, or yep. he's got it all going on down there. Um, yeah, extraordinary. Uh, what about the third heat, Matho? Um, now, look, really intriguing here. I don't know if the words are not as strong or correct to use here, but, I mean, when you've got Victor Albi, who's coming through the launching pad series, uh, Miss Scallywag through the um, uh, the recent Easter series, along with a 595-metre runner. I mean, what do you think of Panorama out deep, the Murray Bridge Cup winner? I know. So, isn't it funny? You go, the first two heats, geez, they're strong, mm. and you go, well, maybe this one. You go through the depth of this race, mm. the depth is definitely there. But, I mean, I suppose it's a little bit harder to work out because... The speed options in these races, you know, you're probably looking at maybe psychotic Beyblades yes, from the two. I think so. And that creates a real interesting race in behind because psychotic Babe, I don't think people would necessarily be tipping her on top, think she'll get run down. But okay, who's the dog that's going to run her down? And you've got to be close enough to her to, to, to catch her. So, I mean, probably Miss Scallywag has that mid-race strength. Victor Albie just, I mean... His form has been brilliant um, interstate, comes back to Angle Park, drawn wide, and Panorama's drawn wide. So where the, where do they get to in the run? Um, gosh, I mean, maybe Psychotic Baby. Isn't it funny how you look at the dog that leads and you go, mm. no, no, someone will run past it. Maybe <laughs> maybe her at each way odds is the way to go. I yeah, don't know. look, I, I think she probably is the lead. I really do. Um, that said, I haven't got her in the top few. So yep. I'm a bit the other way of... Where's it going to sort of fit in behind her after she finds a lead? Look, he's all-purpose can hit a start too. Like, yeah. don't underestimate that. And also, the other interesting thing about this is that the lead-up preparation, I think we've got half the field are back in trip. So they're coming back from that 595-metre racing, which yep. is really interesting. Some greyhounds, I don't know why it is, but they tend to really fire out of the boxes when they come back. I don't know why, but it's just a pattern I've seen. Um I've, I've, I thought Miss Scallywag was the one. I thought could sort of put herself into a position over He's All Purpose and Victor Albi. They're the three that I've got in. And, yep. you know, it's leaving out Panorama, who I'm a big fan of. And Psychotic Baby is probably the leader. So interesting, interesting little setup. No doubt about it. So how does it work? We've got the three heats. How's the final made up? Yeah, so if the first two will automatically qualify. And then the two fastest thirds will go through to our eight-dog final. Um, the box draw for the Anniversary Cup and the Distance Championship will be done on course on Thursday night, as we'd normally do for our big feature races. So 
again, I think both races, um, both finals are set up to be amazing races based around what the heats are and the dogs that get through. And, um, yeah, really looking forward to Thursday night. Heat nights, Yatesy, of, yeah. of the big race are always a good night because yeah. they get their chance, I think. Yeah. If you're good enough, you get through, and the, the racing's really good. And the other good part about it is after the race, trying to dissect how the final's going to happen. Like, yeah. you, you see them perform, and then you've got to figure out What's that performance going to mean next week? I think that's also one of the, the real good parts about being there and seeing it happen and unfold and being able to watch the replays and stuff. Um, yeah, a fantastic night here on uh, on Thursday night. What are the two finals worth, Matho? Do you know off the top of your head the distance and the anniversary cup? Yeah, so the um, they're both worth $10,000 to the winner. Yeah. So... Um, the breakdown's slightly different. There's yep. slightly more money for the distance yep. final, but effectively it's 10000 of the winner. Terrific money on offer. Um, as meant, The SA Distance Championship is one of the, one of our bigger um, distance races for yep. the whole year. So uh, really exciting for that. And as I said, the Anniversary Cup's got a long, rich history. So, um, yeah, whoever progresses through the final and wins will go onto that honour board and be a worthy winner. All right. Well, this is where you uh, you love to get the gold jacket out That's now. It. The uh, the top tipster in the world for the Thursday night best bets. Who, who have you found? Who's the uh, good bet on well, Thursday? Well, in our last show, we went Agent 9-9. Everyone had to wait till race 12. But, you know, we got the win, so, you know. <laughs> um, so this time, we can get our money early. Okay. We're going to go early. Race one, number three, Kruger Lass. Tell me about this dog. Bronwyn Welsh. Well, Kruger Lass, almost an honorary South Australian, even though she she is from across the border. Um, she's only just across the border, but she races here virtually exclusively, Kruger Lass. Um, she returns after a, a, about a month and a bit off, but um, Bronwyn Welsh, I'm sure, will have her ready to go. Last start, she ran second behind Fantastic Radley over 680 uh, at Murray Bridge. She's over the 595, really good middle distance dog. She should... Um, show enough speed here, I think, to lead. I think that dashing Deb um, will show good speed. What about but, spinning Pixie? Uh, yeah, spinning. But, but again, I think it's a big step up in class. I think this field's a step up in class for some dogs, but I think for Kruger Lass, she's probably racing against um, slightly weaker class than what she has. She, I mean, she's racing against Fantastic Radley, Harry, um, Chairman, so really good performed dogs. So... I think that she can either lead or sit in behind. I think she's strong enough. But I think she'll be the best bet on the night for okay. us. Race one, number three, Kruger. Last now, Yates, are your best, but is there a first four? <laughs> you know, surely you've no, got the best save, bet and the first four. We just save that for the finals. That, okay. That's how we sort of do that. But... Gee, the level of confidence in your voice around Kruger Lass is uh, very intriguing. I've done at least four hours study of, of each race, Yatesy. Um, I've gone a bit later on, race 10. I've gone with foreshadow. Um, yeah. I just felt he might be able to work over and grab the front. And I'm a big fan of, of money trail. And what I mean by that is I like to know in the sort of lead-up runs how they've been faring in the market. And... He's been backed his last two, yeah. um, and he's been beaten, but he's run pretty well. So it was narrowly beaten by Spring High Low and then beaten by Victor Marley, who, as we just touched on before, ran really well. Yeah. I think he's the leader slash winner in race number 10. So uh, he's my best bet on Thursday night. Let's hope he gets the cash. I uh, need to get some points back. Very good. Very good. Uh, all right, Matho, great stuff. Another great addition. and. Yep. Uh, it's going to be a fantastic night there at Angle Park on Thursday.